Well, hello, hello, family, and how have you been? It's your girl, Tiffany D, and I know I have not been here in a while. So I'm going to share with you a new book. It's a book that we've been covering in Bible study. And to be honest with you, I missed a week, and I decided when I started glimming, uh, you know, started um, reading it, you know, just glossing over the part, the chapter that I missed, which is chapter nine. I said, you know what? This is too good to keep to myself. Now, I cannot promise that I will deliver the whole chapter in one setting, but I'll do my best. So the title of the book is Overcoming Familiar Spirits, and it is by Kenan Bridges. And let me see what else. It's Deliverance from Unseen Demonic Enemies and Spiritual Debt. You hear that? Spiritual Debt. And the chapter that I missed, I was told, was a very good chapter. And chapter nine is entitled Breaking Ungodly Soul Ties and Attachments. Coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So are you ready to dive in to chapter 9 of Overcoming Familiar Spirits? And let's just begin. All right. So in this chapter, we will take a deeper look at the implications and consequences of ungodly soul ties and other attachments. In this way, you can be alert to these associations in your life and be prepared to renounce them and be set free from demonic oppression. As I have prayed, interceded, fasted, and ministered to people who were struggling with familiar spirits, the Lord has given me increased revelation about soul ties. This is an area about which I receive many questions and prayer requests. Although my ministry is primarily concerned with the supernatural, the most prevalent questions I receive are in reference to relationships. This is an area that many people do not understand. In chapter 5, we talked about how illegal soul ties are one of the portals that familiar spirits use to infiltrate our lives. If we are going to live in spiritual victory and freedom, we must break the power of ungodly soul ties. Remember that a soul tie is a bond involving the mind, will, and emotions of two individuals or a group of people. Such a bond can take place through intercourse, intimacy, and or communion. We previously noticed that there are good soul ties, as in the biblical example of Jonathan and David. Some additional positive examples from scripture are Ruth and Naomi, Paul and Barnabas, and Paul and Timothy. There are other types of positive soul ties, such as the bond between a husband and wife in a godly marriage, or between a mother and daughter, 
a father and son, a spiritual mother and a spiritual daughter, or a spiritual father and a spiritual son. However, we know there are also negative soul ties where the bond or covenant is not authorized or sanctioned by God. Severing ungodly soul ties is a necessity in anyone's life, but especially for a believer. Maintaining soul ties is dangerous in our lives and our growth in God. Christ Jesus shed his blood to give us victory over all demonic bondage, and we need to enter into the full freedom he has provided. As we learned in a previous chapter, when an individual enters into a soul tie with someone, there can be a transference of demonic influence and oppression. Whatever spirits the individual's partner or friend was carrying now have the legal right to afflict them. This is why people who never dealt with a particular type of affliction or bondage will suddenly begin to struggle with that issue once a soul tie is established. Someone who never dealt with depression or anxiety will begin experiencing depression or anxiety. Or someone who never had a problem with pornography will begin dealing with lust and perversion. An illicit connection was made with something unlawful in the spirit realm, and it opened the door to familiar spirits. This transference is similar to the legal ramifications of a marriage where one spouse has bad credit and has racked up debt, but the other spouse is equally responsible under the law to pay back the money. Why? Because the marriage contract gives the first spouse's creditors access to their husband or wife. Negative soul ties not only transfer sinful attitudes and tendencies from one person to another, but they also sometimes reshape people's whole personalities. A woman may be outgoing and jovial, but when the wrong man comes into her life, she suddenly becomes antisocial, closed, or irritable. A man may be very responsible, dedicated, and disciplined, but when the wrong woman comes into his life, he becomes irresponsible, thoughtless, and reckless. The bondages and strongholds have entered by way of an illegal soul tie. Caption, Christ Jesus shed his blood to give us victory over all demonic bondage, and we need to enter into the full freedom he has provided. Channels of Ungodly Soul Ties illegal sexual unions. In 1 Corinthians 6 and 16, Paul wrote, What? Know you not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, says he, shall be one flesh. Genesis 2 verse 24. The second part of this verse is a direct reference to which says, therefore shall a man leave his father 
and his mother and shall cling to his wife and they shall be one flesh. The Bible says that when a man or woman engages in sexual immorality with someone in this particular instance, the scripture is speaking of relations with a prostitute. He or she is actually joined to that person and they become one flesh. This is an, an, an excuse me, this is an ungodly soul tie that can produce devastating spiritual consequences. If you have sexual relations with someone you are not married to, you engage in an illegal union that is not sanctioned or blessed by God. Such a union opens the door to demonic soul ties and also to spiritual oppression. Many people are battling this distressing reality. When people engage in sexual intercourse, they enter into a union that is recognized as a covenant in the spiritual realm. In biblical times, a couple would consummate a marriage through intercourse in order to legally seal a marriage. It was not the ceremony that made them a married couple, but rather the sexual union. Because of the hypersexual culture we live in today, people do not often consider the gravity of sex before marriage or sex outside of marriage. While having a sexual relationship outside of marriage creates harmful soul ties for both men and women, it seems that women in particular seem to suffer deep emotional consequences from them. The moment a woman sleeps with a man, she forms a spiritual bond with him. This is why, even if she goes on to another relationship or even gets married to another man, she still has a former spiritual husband. Having a past spiritual husband or husbands can be a source of marital strife, sexual difficulties, and even illicit dreams that bring torment. In some marriages, it may literally feel like an entity is coming between the husband and wife, preventing them from becoming one as they were meant to be. I have counseled married people who cannot connect with their spouse because of a pre-existing ungodly soul tie. This is because the former bond is blocking the new union. In the insurance world, a pre-existing medical condition may prevent someone from obtaining coverage. There are also pre-existing conditions in the spirit. Again, a person can be affected by relationships that existed before their marriage. Their soul was connected to someone illegally, and this opened the door to familiar spirits that keep them trapped in the past. In the Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, he uses language that everyone at that time would have understood. Corinth was a city that was infamous for immorality. During the first century, temple prostitution was very common. In Corinth, there was a temple to Aphrodite, 
that employed hundreds of temple prostitutes. Priestesses would be depicted in picture form to show men where the temple was. These priestesses would engage in sexually immoral acts to venerate the false deities that they worshipped. We know, according to scripture, that they were actually worshipping demonic spirits. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 20. But I say that the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. As the people engaged in the satanic worship, they would actually open their souls to demonic infestation and, in some cases, demonic possessions. As far-fetched as the scenario might seem to us, in modern times, many people are engaged in a similar practice today. Every time they forge an ungodly soul tie through sin, it brings with it a demonic power. Paul wrote the above passage because the believers in the Corinthian church found themselves struggling with immorality. The city of Corinth was one of the most immoral cities in the first century, and this landscape of perversion had crept into the church. The church was even engaging in activities that not even the Gentiles participated in. The aspect alone indicates how demonic and disturbing this behavior was. It was a gross indictment on the Corinthian church, and Paul rebuked the Christians so they would repent and live according to their freedom in Christ. He knew the spiritual consequences of their behavior. Years ago, when I was ministering overseas, a young woman came to me for prayer. She complained that although she was smart, attractive, and loved God, she could never get married. In fact, every time she entered a new relationship, something would happen that would sabotage it. She had been engaged several times, but each time the wedding had been called off, even as late as a week before the scheduled ceremony. As this young woman looked at me with frustration, I told her that she needed to break ungodly soul ties. When I said that, she stared at me and her eyes turned blood red. I prayed a simple prayer of deliverance over her to break the ungodly soul ties and she was set free. The following year, she married a young, a wonderful Christian man. We must stop the contagion of, excuse me, the contagion of ungodly soul ties in our own lives and prevent them from affecting our children and subsequent generations. Caption, and we're going to end here. We must stop the contagion of ungodly soul ties in our lives and prevent them from affecting our children and subsequent generations. Let me include a note of caution. An ungodly soul tie 
is not the issue in all cases in which someone struggles with relationships or can't seem to get married. There is not a blanket statement that applies that everyone's situation. However, many times problems in relationships like this are the consequence of an ungodly soul time. All right, family. So we are going to stop here and we're going to pick up during our next setting at eye gate and ear gate portals. You got that? Eye gate and ear gate portals. So I hope I've given you something to chew on for tonight. You all like it, share it, invite someone else to listen, and we'll come back and finish. And then hopefully I'll be able to get back to our Powernomics book as well from Dr. Claude Anderson. But I just had to come and share that. It just touched me and I'm like, how many people know about this? If you're out there having problems or relationships or you're being tormented yourself, good read, Overcoming Familiar Spirits. Thank you so much for listening in and stay tuned for the remainder of the chapter. That's chapter nine. If you want to get the book yourself. All right. Have a good one. Be safe out there. And I'll see you back pretty soon.